Hey everybody, welcome to this week's episode of the Liberty Squadron Podcast. My name is Andrew Lewinsky, and this week I am joined with Zach Cady. We're not dead yet. Brett Freeman. Hi everyone. And returning Jonathan Lee. Hello everyone. Hi Jonathan. Hi Jonathan. (laughs) Jonathan is probably played zero X-Wing. Is that still Uh, true? I thought about X-Wing. You thought about X-Wing? I mean, maybe we'll get points soon. I mean, I mean, July, we've only got like 12 more days left and uh, maybe 10, you know, maybe we'll get them before the last day of July or maybe they'll just push them back until September. I mean, like this, like showcase is open and I know people are playing Marvel there, but I haven't been back to the store. Yeah, I, I've stopped in, but I don't think I've uh, I don't think I've even thought about playing like, uh, I don't know. I think I'm like content just kind of playing tabletop simulator, but. Are you trying to play at the stores, Jonathan? I, I haven't been back. I just haven't thought. Uh, I don't know. I mean, if people uh, were to go back at this point, to be like, you know, obviously with the restrictions of masks and everything like that, would you be? Would you go back on like a Tuesday? Night? Maybe I just. I mean, things are okay right now here, but who knows where things will be in a couple of weeks? True. Yeah, cool. I mean, maybe I know. Uh, I know people are looking for games. Yeah, before so maybe, maybe we we should start setting some things up by uh, before uh, things start getting out of hand again. Um, I mean, I think tournaments are probably still out of the question and everything, but it's. I mean, as things start to settle down a bit, maybe it's okay. Um, I know a lot of people are itching to get back into the scene, and I, I know sometimes I, I can understand also that tabletop simulator and Vassal just isn't your jam. So uh, maybe we'll start a post and see where if people are interested in that uh but going into some news we nova announced that they will be back next year they have the date it is the um labor day weekend i believe it's september like third to the sixth uh next year so they did announce that same place same location same location everything everything. um yeah Yeah. Uh, i'm coming to your speakers i think um. All right, so yeah, Nova's back, and Warfare Weekend is canceled. Uh, I know they were they did announce pretty recently that they were doing a uh whatever the Prime or that is coming up, but uh, that is definitely canceled. Gold Squadron announced that, so who knows when we'll actually see those type of events again? Hopefully. Uh, by the beginning of next year, we start to see something. I know LVO is at the end of January. I know they are planning on running with it no matter what. So let's see if anything intervenes. But I, I would be curious to see when the any big tournaments are coming about. All right, Zach. I, I know you have some stuff for us. I, I know people are waiting some bands. Rating some bands, we'll do a little fun game here. So I was looking through the data recently, and I realized that there's only, like, a handful of things that have seen play every single week. And not, that means they haven't gotten a ban yet, but they've been played every single week. So, I got the list here in front of me. I've kicked you guys out of the spreadsheet. <laughs> I want to see if you guys can guess some of these. Uh, let's start with ships. Anyone have a ship that they think has been played? 
every week. Now, does this count as like a pilot that hasn't been banned, or like a so like let's say like for example the Jumpmaster Nomlum's been banned, but the ship itself hasn't been banned. Would that count as a as long as the ship has been played? I'm gonna say Fang Fighters. No, and one for Brett down. Get the eye suck sign out. I I, I think I threw it away. <laughs> Might have to make another one. Uh, I'll I'll give you this man. I see phantoms in the chat. And phantoms have not been played every week. That one I knew. I did check that out actually. Um, any other guesses? Say an attack shuttle. And an attack shuttle. I mean, some of them are really weird. Jonathan, you got any guesses? You're totally fresh on this. You could just shoot a ship out and see what happens. Um, uh, I, um, <laughs> no idea. Uh, Aether Sprite. Kinda. No, they got banned. They got the bands. They they are they not right. eligible for all week. We never so, banned RZ2s, right? We just banned everything they wanted. I will say an RZ2. Correct. RZ2s are one. Oh, man. RZ2s are one, so running down the list real fast. Lambdas. Which someone TIE in the chat just said. TIE Advance X1s. Uh, TIE Fighters, TIE LN Fighters. Rebel ARC 170s. Every week. Uh, Rebel Z95s. Every week. Fire Sprays, TIE SFs, TIE Silencers, and Vultures. Ty silences I've seen play every single week for six weeks. Every single week for seven weeks. Seven weeks. So how long we're at. Well that's Anyone want to take a shot at a pilot? <sighs> Sunny Bounder. Nope. Oh. One this is pilot an even smaller list. Every single week. Colonel Jandon. And Lieutenant Size, yes though. Uh, it was Lieutenant? kind of a toss up between them. <laughs> Lieutenant Side, Major Rhymer, Nora Wexley in the arc, and Koshka Frost. Have seen seven weeks of play. Have seen wow. seven weeks of play. And they're the only ones. Yeah. Interesting. All right. Uh, and the Sheathapede was the other rebel ship, not the attack shuttle. Andrew, you were close. Because Fen Rao. Yeah, you were close. Rebel, rebel Fen Rao has also seen play every single week. Interesting. Okay. So just just a fun fact there, a little, a little fun game fun show. tidbit. I don't think I've ever played against Rebel Fenrao in 2.0. Yeah, he's been seeing play every single week. I think one every single week, maybe two somewhere. All right, so uh, <laughs> that's Which is just fun. Little fun facts. Um, do we want to get into our bands this week? Then I know people are excited for this. Yeah. Uh, do you want to go over unlocks first or bands? Let's go unlocks first. All right, all right. Uh, unlocks. Wait, right. no, let's go bands. Uh, okay. okay. <laughs> I just saw why I thought of doing this. Okay. <laughs> all right. This week's bands uh, for pilots. Uh, T seventy uh, red squadrons. Red squadron experts. Uh, Inquisitors, the generic Inquisitor. So this is their which, second band, isn't it? It's their second band. Generic Inquisitors so are gone. Generic Inquisitors are out of the... Oh, they're in our pod bands now, but... uh, They're in pod bands. They are gonzo. They're almost certainly gonzo. never coming back. Okay. Uh, Colonel Jendon. Got the band this week. And... 
<laughs> bye bye Boba. It bye, took us. Bye. I mean, he was what? He made it top, two weeks. He made it two weeks, but wasn't he the top late pilot last week too? Yeah, yeah he just escaped the algorithm. He, yeah. didn't, he didn't. Yeah, you know, make it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. He, so he got that, actually lucky. So we got two two pilots that are in our pod ban list that uh, we doubt will probably ever come back. Uh, so bye bye guys. I mean, I to be it. fair, I think you only brought Boba Fett back because you want to burn down the world. So I don't want to. Oh, I kind of <laughs> want to burn down. So I mean, he didn't see that much play, to be honest. He he made it enough to be in the running to be banned, but it's not like he like burned the world down by any stretch of the imagination. Right. You're it correct. wasn't like Wedge. Like Wedge was. Yeah, the he was nowhere near world. Wedge level. Yeah. So. Strange. So I, I disagree with your. Wanting to burn the world down. <laughs> um, I would have kept Maul and Slave One in if I uh, if we would have thought yeah. that. <laughs> All right, so uh, upgrades. Upgrades. Uh, hull upgrade finally got the ban for the first time. All right. uh, it's an upgrade that had seen play every single week. Yeah, that's that makes sense. I mean, hull upgrade and shield upgrade were you know are solid upgrades, especially in a yeah. limited format. So that makes sense. Oh, upgrade. Uh, I'm going to jump down to Advanced Proton Torps. Caught the man for the first time. Another upgrade that's seen play every single week. Okay. Fascinatingly. Uh, yeah, I gotta say, my favorite thing about the whole band league has been the Ordnance play. Yeah. It's, like it's totally been... nuts to see what actually gets played Ordnance-wise. Yeah, when Proton Torps are not there. Yeah. But Proton uh, Torps! Uh, and then the last upgrade, Heroic caught its second ban. By it is not Gonzo as well. So it's kind of interesting that I, I saw a thread somewhere about people complaining about Proton Torps. Like no matter what the, their price, if they go up another point, people are still going to bring Proton Torps, which is interesting because like I, I had a little thought process of being like, well, what if they just lowered ordinance that isn't Proton Torps? Like if uh, Plasma Torps dropped down to like seven points, do you think that would see in a significant uptick in play as opposed to people wanting to spend five more points for, or I'm sorry, six more points for Proton Torps? I think it would see an uptick in play, but I don't think it would lead to a downtick in Protorps either. Okay. I, I think it's not an either or situation here. Sure. Yeah, I think I think I completely agree with Zach. I think Protorps would, would need to go up a little bit as well. It. Yeah, on those two day ships. Yeah. It was just a random thought that I had. I was just like, because like, we've seen ships go down in points, um, especially like generic. So like, I'd be curious to see if rate of play will drop some of these generic, um, or not generic, but these ordnance in the next points. Like, if that will help them out at all, or if I don't know, I'd also like to see like almost all ordnance go to the sliding scale based on initiative. Like, I think that makes a ton of sense. Proton Torp should not cost the same for an I-1 as they do for an I-6. Sure. It's much harder to get a Proton Torp off at I-1 than it does at I-6, which point I, you're blowing yeah, point. I mean, I, I agree. I, I think they've done a good job with... Um, I mean, passive sensors exist. I mean, there are, are options of doing it. I, I do agree to an extent but i also think that when you have stuff like that like probe droids are a great way of like 
that happening. So it's kind of like as long as those things exist, then they kind of just accelerate even more because now you can get locks off and you're bringing basically free ordinance. Um, so I'm not sure if FFG would actually take that route, at least my opinion. I mean, yeah, I don't know if you need to go like cheap on them. And like the other big thing isn't so much is like, I think getting the lock is a part of it. The other part of it is being able to get it off before you die. Sure. Whereas like an I six never has that problem, right? I will always get my pro torp off because you're not going to kill me before I get to shoot it. Right. And um, I too may just die. Yeah, but I mean, when you're spamming I twos, it could be yeah, a different story. Uh, I agree. Then you can definitely afford that. So uh, I mean, I, I think maybe make it limited. Yeah, maybe give it a three dot. It's possible. All right, so let's go into our ship bands. Oh, uh, then we still have our, our oh. Randalorian. Oh, Randalorian. Uh, Intimidation got the Randalorian this week. The so most Randalorian of all. Another card that's been played every single week up until now. Interestingly, people love Intimidation. It's going to be really interesting to see what these last two, three weeks... I'm sorry, last four or five weeks going into the final week is going to be like... Because it, with the new implementation of us banning cards that have been banned twice it's really going to limit the pool to see like is intimidation going to be one of those cards that does get banned twice since coming into the last week because i mean you think about it these cards are going to get unlocked the first week of the last pod so yeah. it's possible that these could go one more week um yeah but yeah just going forward with that and also i just i want to shout out to the chat here uh all you people bitching about resistance Get a life. They're still a great faction. You still have better versions of all the rebel ships. Right. Shake my damn head. We got rid of the two cards that were broken. Boo hoo. I mean, you guys did this to yourself. Don't don't blame us. We literally do not have like hardly any control over all this stuff. Maybe heroic and advanced optics are just very poorly designed cards. That is possible. All right, um, so let's go into our ship bands. Ship bands. Uh, unsurprisingly, Fang Fighters. Fang Fighters got the ban. They've never actually gotten a ban before, the Fang Fighter itself. Yeah, well, Many I'm... Fang Fighters have gotten banned. Right. Old Terox on our perma ban list now, our pod ban. Um, yeah. Fen has been banned the Fen has been entire banned. time. Yeah, I mean, we saw a lot of Boba plus Fangs this week, so it didn't really surprise me. That both Boba and Fangs caught it, um, and then like uh, several four Fang lists. One interesting four Fang are. and L three list. Huh. That fits. Um, yeah. Yeah. Four Fangs L three attack officer. Huh. Yeah. That fits. Tickle me. Tickle me intrigued. Um, so yeah, so that one not super surprising, and then also not, I mean, kind of surprising, not really surprising. Uh, Vultures, Vultures also caught the ban. This one was sad. You don't play Separatists, you hate Separatists. I do, I just <laughs> I feel sad. Like, we already banned Trade Federation drone, and they're like, We're gonna make this work, we don't care about your bans. And then we're like, Well, that's banned too. Let's ban them all. Again, there's still some good shit there without the Vulture. The Vulture is a very good, very cheap filler. I have 
during the Ben League, become a big fan of running Vulture Swarms myself. So I get it, but... All right. So, I mean... Oh, I think it's okay. That is our ban list for the week. Uh, we will post it. I believe the Squalid Builder is updated. Um, we got some exciting unbans, right? We do have some exciting unbans. We want to. Um... So, unbans, I think first we'll talk about what's not being unlocked this week from that list. Um, there's a few things that hit the permaban this week. Uh, where's my bands? Where's my bands from two weeks ago? There they are. Poe Dameron, not getting unlocked. He got the ban two weeks ago. Poor Poe. I feel bad po. for him. Came back and then was never seen again. <laughs> he was a uh, What else? Uh, Outmaneuver. Not coming back. Prox Mines. Not coming back. F. F. So, find yourself some new upgrades, peeps. Yeah. Uh, let's see more bombs. Just regular yeah, let's bombs. see more bombs. Proton yeah. bombs. Cluster Five Mines. Clusters. Nobody uses Cluster Mines. Yeah, Why nobody does. Too expensive for one charge. Okay, sure. Too expensive for one charge. It's three bombs. I mean... <laughs> you want to see some bombs Captain on the Nim. table? I want to see some Captain Nim this week with bombs. You uh, guys want... Nim Soul Sixa list? Let's do this. Iman. Uh, but yeah, so another thing's being unbanned. Rexel Breath is coming unbanned this week. Techno Union Bombers... Unbanned. So there you go. Vultures are gone, but a good hyena's back. Uh, Zeta Squadron Survivors for FO. There you go. Coming back. Uh, and then the exciting one for all you bitchy resistance players, uh, we're unlocking ZZ. Wow. Wow. Look at you now guys. If he doesn't have heroic and optics, you can have ZZ back. We do like the mm-hmm. resistance players, despite what you keep thinking. No, I don't. <laughs> I mean. I do. <laughs> I don't like how bitchy they are. I mean, if anyone knows me, Rose is my least favorite character in all of Star Wars. So she kills the entire Resistance faction for me. So that's all I have to say. If Resistance players stopped complaining about having better ships than Rebels, then I would. <laughs> right? <laughs> then I'd like them more. I but mean... We have better ships, but we still need upgrades to make them good. Wah. Wah. But they have, they have not anywhere near as many options. I mean, I would There's say that still the, better ships. The rebel, the rebel, <laughs> the rebel Falcon is definitely better than yes. the Resistance. But eh. but Ray is still stupid good. Ray is stupid good. So All shake right. my damn head. Uh, under upgrades, R four Astromech coming unbanned, and uh, since Bobo went bye bye, we're bringing back Slave One and Maul. Yes, can have your toys back. I'm gonna say okay. So yeah, I don't think we might have seen hardly any slave one, but no. I'm gonna count Maul as this being his first ban because I think I feel like he saw a good amount of play before we ban him on other stuff. So if Maul keeps up that trend, I mean, I think there's a good chance he would end up on the uh, on the perma ban list. Yeah, he was seen decent enough play. Yeah, beforehand, so. I agree. I'll second that. Uh, so going into ships. Uh, ships. T sixty five X wings are back. Yeah. Yeah. Just good because Rebels saw like no again. 
Rebel saw like very little play this week, which is sad. I mean, considering it's hit or miss with the Rebels because, like, you see, like one week we saw zero X Wings, and then the next week it was a bunch. So we'll we'll see what happens. Yeah. Uh, and then Delta Sevens are back, so Republic's back. Yay! Yay. <laughs> and let's talk about Republic for a minute. They had more lists than they had last week, so my hot take, finally correct. How many did finally we see? Correct. We saw two. two. And last week we saw one. I mean, sure. I also flew Republic in the league this week. <laughs> Shout out to Steven, my opponent. I saw you in the chat earlier. We had a great game. I flew five torrents, I think. Wait, were you one of the two then? No, oh. I was not. I did not. Oh, so there were three. I wasn't even close to losing then. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't count towards the data. As someone who mm-hmm. can see the data, I don't that sways it heavily. I want to skew my. I don't want to taint this perfect creation we have. Cool. Uh, but yeah, I flew five torrents and Riccoli. It was a lot of fun. All right, so they are the unlocks. They are the bans. Uh, stuff is starting to slim down, I think. Uh, it's going to be really interesting to see what does last into these final weeks of X, the ban league and if what's going to get permabanned, what's not going to get permabanned. Um, and I really want to see those last week's lists come out and just how creative people are going to get or if it's even going to matter. So um, I'm excited for that. Uh, anything on the band league before we move on to some crazy topics? Well, I'm nervous now, but no. <laughs> topics. All right. What's your hot take? You have to have a hot take. All right. So hot takes. Hot takes for the next week coming Brett, up. Brett needs a hot take. Brett. I think every week we need to have a Brett hot take so that way he can be wrong. All There's right. Steven in the chat. There he is. I see him now. Hey, I hey. guess this is not really much of a hot take. Um, no, you gotta go bigger now. We gave you cakes. your easy one last week. We need a hot cake emoji. We gave you your easy one last week. No more easy ones. No more. All right, can can I thing. think about it for a minute? Like I, I really will be all lambda. I well, no, I wasn't gonna come. I was. What I was gonna say was that there were gonna be fewer separatist lists this next week than there were currently, even with the hyenas coming back. But I don't know if that would really be a hot take. Um, so you think how many ZZs? I think, I think ZZ is eligible for a ban. How about that? Okay. I like that. that. I like that. That's a good, that's a, that's a decently hot take. Right. With no heroic and no optics. That's, that's still something. My hot take is Timo is going to lose his first game. Timo Hetzel is undefeated. He's seven and zero right now. He's going to lose his first game this week. That's going to be your hot take every week until he loses. <laughs> right? <laughs> the man is a deep. I'm sorry. I'm I'm rooting for him right now. I mean, I'm rooting for him too. I'm not saying that it's a bad thing. That uh, I'm just saying, you know, it, it's it, it is quite the achievement to. If he goes twelve and zero, we will make a special prize just for him. So uh, I'm impartial and not rooting for anyone. I just want to point that out there. Unlike these two biased. Runners I'm not biased, but I, you know, I, I like seeing streaks. <laughs> That's fair. Underpants joke. <laughs> All right, so let's move on. Uh, so there are the bands, uh, guys in the chat. If you want to stick around, we will talk a little bit more. Because, you know, we have Jonathan with us, and 
It's been a while since we've talked about not X-Wing things. So the campaign against cancer was this week. Does anyone happen to know how much they raised? Crickets. Crickets. All right. So I know last time I checked, it was about 25K. Uh, that was this morning. So I would imagine they, I'm hoping that they hit their 30K mark um, at least. So, but regardless, it was a great organization. They, with everything that happened with COVID and uh, having to postpone everything, uh, I'm really glad to see that these guys were able to raise some money for the charity and uh, to give like to the proceeds and all that stuff it's a great cause and i'm sad that it didn't happen this year it's an awesome event but uh it's i'm really happy that they still were able to do things um so on that note we were kind of just talking off air of who we thought the top five x-wing players in the world are not just the united states but in the world i want to see what you guys think in the chat um, I know we have a little bit of our, our own opinions, but um, we didn't really necessarily rank them. But, Jonathan, let's hear from you first. Who do you think, who would you rank as your top five players? Well, I guess uh, going first, I guess I'll take the easy answers. I guess uh, Duncan, Duncan Howard. Okay. Uh, had a lot of success over years at all sorts of levels and has played in this past prime season previously had a lot of success with many different lists uh i guess paul heaver um oh you stole my dark nathan. horse so you're dark horse nathan <laughs> <laughs> nathan id uh, uh aldi pocknell um okay maybe uh, and so andrew bunn uh who, who did I say before? Timo. Timo Rab. So that's very American-centric, because I named four. Uh, actually, no, I named three Americans. Three Americans. Um, yeah. Three I'm... Americans, one Brit, and... Oh, uh, you know, the... Um, actually, uh, Morgan. Morgan Reed. Okay. That's a good one. Morgan Reed from Australia. Oh, yeah. You what know? about the Foss brothers? Yeah, Foss like, when they talk... You, when the Foss brothers... Like they talk when they talk about Morgan, they still talk about him as like supremely like as like their master. Like if they're Padawans, that Morgan's master. Like I don't know, but Morgan has not been playing as much as he has in the past. Right, and I think he took some time away from the game. Okay. Um, Brett, do you have any uh, contradictions to that? Do you have any uh, additions? My, I, I only came up with four, but they were all on Jonathan's list. Uh, Duncan, Paul Heaver, Nathan Eide, and Ali Pocknell. And I couldn't, I couldn't pin down who I would give the number five spot to. That's fair. Uh, or a I, top five spot to. Do you have anyone that, you, uh, that might not be on this list? Or do you want to contradict anyone of why they shouldn't be on their list? Uh, I give all five spots to Dave West. I don't know who that is. <laughs> old, old shout out for Philly. Philly. I, I I know who Dave West is. <laughs> I'm sure he's listening. I'm sure. I'm Fair. sure he is. Um, he was our first group champion. First two group champions. He won one and two. Really? Yeah. And Aaron won the third. Um. Yeah, I don't really have a top five myself. I honestly don't follow the greater community as much as you, you three do. So I can't 
honestly say. I don't necessarily contradict anyone's top five. I know I have some contradictions for the number one. Who do you think would be your number one, then? And why... I I know what your answer is, but... I'm not really sure who my number one would be, though. Paul Heaver is, like, bubble, but he has, like, the last couple years not been as peak as he once was. I mean, part of that is him kind of stepping back from the competitive scene a little bit, helping run events and whatnot. That's so he's not he's not winning things that he's running. Right, and I, so I think... Didn't he win packs? He did win packs. He did win he packs. Did win packs. He's still like, he what he shows up to... He, in worlds. Yeah, he shows up to things and wins. It's just, he's not getting a, like the volume of wins he once was, as he's now kind of stepped into being a community leader and like helping run Nova rather than playing in Nova. Right. Yeah, I mean, I feel like he's a guy and a guy that, like, once he hits an achievement, he feels like he doesn't need to continue. Like, um, with him winning packs, like, maybe it was something along the lines of, okay, I got my Worlds invite, which, RIP Worlds, if that ever happens again. Um, But I think it's... He has a permanent invite, he said. Well, I I think that's (laughs) also true to be like, well, he gets the round trip, he gets the flight and everything now, doesn't he? Uh, yes. Yeah, so, I, I mean... I don't know. I think anyone that. that's won Worlds uh, is automatically invited um, going forward. So, I mean, maybe that was incentive for him to play. But, I mean, I also know, talking to Paul at different tournaments and stuff like that, he kind of, kind of just likes to try different things out. Like, not necessarily... Um, wanting to win them but like maybe like try to figure things out test different things where as opposed to like being like i'm the most winningest player but he's like when fen ghost was going around like i know he ran that not to be like i want to win but i want to figure out the ticks that happens with this so uh, i think he's definitely a player of great intelligence and definitely performs when he's there but i also think um he's not there to be the most winningest player where someone like duncan i think he's there to win the game um you know no matter what he's flying he's definitely performing well he's bringing something crazy or he's bringing some top level level meta stuff and trying to win and i i think he definitely has um, some of the most titles, or like some of like the best titles. Uh, the probably probably his win loss ratio, if we could ever figure that out, would probably be at one of the top spots. Yeah, he's definitely my number one. Um, I mean, what he does is just remarkable. The consistency. I, I want to say he won five of six hyperspace trials. This year, like it seems a little pretty high, impressive, but no, no, I, I'm pretty sure it was five or six. The only one he lost was was Highlander, um, and I don't think he really cared too much uh, about that one. Sure, <laughs> and my argument is no offense, Americans, but I think it's a weaker field. You know that is that is a very when's good the point. last time an American won Worlds? Uh, Paul Heaver. Paul Heaver. Yep. Yeah. Um, no, I, I definitely, I definitely think the European field is a lot greater. Um, 
with competition. I also think like their their mindset for miniature games is completely different as well. I, I think they are like that's what they do for fun. Like you always hear about like all like just different miniature games like 40k and Infinity and stuff like that. Um, that they are so in on those games where I, I think it's definitely growing i think in the united states but i also think it's not quite where it is i mean you see the system open in england where it's just 500 people and we don't even come close to that um so i definitely give that to them i think the field is definitely greater over there and uh it probably shows i mean there are other factors for why that event is so gigantic sure I, I do agree with you that I think that the competitive mindset is is more often on, it seems like, for your average European player than it is for your average American player, if that makes sense. Right. Um, okay, so I think, you know, he, he hasn't been around for very long. He hasn't been. And I know I've been preaching this probably since his name popped up in the tournament scene. But if things get back to normal and he's still playing, I would not be surprised if Dan Taylor is going to be one of the top players. Um, maybe even competing for Duncan with that top spot. Like I, knew, I know we were talking about Nathan Eide. Um I, I feel like we haven't really seen much Nathan since um, second edition. I know he really kind of popped up real hard in the beginning of second edition and at the end of first edition. But I don't know if, if he's kind of like showed up recently. Um but like I said, I think Dan Taylor is going to really kind of rain um, down on. Uh, again, I think he's also a player that like he kind of is there for a purpose, and he um, he's there for not maybe to be the most winningest player, but to kind of like learn and understand things a little bit better. Where he's kind of the same Paul Heaver mentality. As opposed to, I'm just going to show up to this uh, event and win. Like he, this year, he went to the Atlanta System Open, came second in the Atlanta System Open, went to Seattle the very next week, came or won the Seattle System Open, and then got the top table, got to the top table against Ali um, in his first X Wing Worlds. It was second edition. So I think he is some definitely somebody to watch. And I think that. Uh, and didn't he win the Imperial Assault like three years? He, or two he, years? It he, was two or three. He's definitely one of the most winningest players in Imperial Assault. Like, and he, I feel like he beat Paul Heaver a couple of those yeah. years in the final. Like, I mean, so we're talking about like two of the best miniature gamers around, right? So and he, he knows, actually has the win record. He there. knows what he's doing. Um, he's here again, like I said, for a purpose. I, I don't think he's here for like the winning, but like uh, we've had him on the show before to talk to him about uh, you know after his worlds are on so uh, he's definitely a very smart player and i think as long as uh he sticks around on the scene i definitely think that he's going to be um you're gonna see him a lot in the top tables all right i have his hot take i think my hot take is that paul heaver ends up working for ffg within the next few years i do not see that (laughs) it's my hot take Hot takes. Um, Is that for a third edition? Yeah. Third edition. <laughs> so it's kind of interesting, like that. We the state of this game is that, um, like I know some people are kind of down on it. 
It's people are waiting for points. We don't really have much to go by. And, and it's a little worrisome for the game. I think it's in a uh, fine state. I know Armada's been around for a while. They don't. It appears that they're not planning on canning that because they have the Clone Wars stuff coming out. I, for one, am not a fan of the Clone Wars at all or anything along those lines. So it's a little discouraging for me. Uh, I know people are a little bit more worrisome. But it's... Uh, Why do you hate fun? It's not that I hate fun. I love fun. I wish this game was in a stronger spot because this COVID has kind of like bashed everything. So I hope that we do get back into like, I hope by LVO we are started our cycle again and that we've kind of just taken a year off and that we have new toys coming out. I'm excited for all the new stuff that's coming out. I hope you guys are. Um, I, you know, I think we have a release coming out every month for three months. Is that right? I mean, who knows? They kind of told us that we were going to get a release every month or every three months. Right, but then I mean, the world shut down, so. Right. I'll be but happy I feel if like we get a release ever again. Up. What'd you say? I'll be happy if we get a release ever again. I mean, like I said, with with the way that um, with the way that Armada went, I mean, they get a release like once a year at this point, and like. But their game, I would say, is a little bit more balanced. Uh, I think uh, I, every time I talk to one of Armada player, they're always kind of just like, uh, you know, we don't have the problem where one thing is so much more powerful than the other. So I think maybe we're hitting that state of a game where we can start to achieve that. I, I mean, I could be completely wrong. Um, I know we were talking about it off the air, Brett, that like, you expect certain things to win an X-Wing now. Where, like, um, you would expect, like, Soon-Tier to win. You would expect Vader to win. Um, where at the end of first edition, like, don't get me wrong. Like, I, I think certain things that happen with X-Wing in first edition, like uh, Fen, Ghost, and... Bro- not Robots. Um, and Dengar... Dangaroo, 100 point Miranda. Stuff, 100 point Miranda was no, bad for the favorite. game, but there were certain combos that could happen that make robots win worlds. Um, do you think that that could have been part of people weren't expecting to see it, so they didn't practice against it? Do you think it was that the combos might be okay for the game as long as they don't create things like 100 point Miranda? Like, what do you guys think about that? I, I know some people hate combos. I'm not one of those people. I, I enjoy finding the combos and, and getting like the weird interactions to work. Um, so, I mean, I, I like combo wing to a certain extent. I just don't want it to be, um, you know, the ghost fen type of oppression again. Right. Yeah, I think I'm mostly on the same board. Like, I think combos are like a part of any list building game like that's the point of list building sure. otherwise why don't we just set down the same thing apart cross from each other and see who's the better player of the game a la chess um which has not had to have a points update in who knows how many centuries yeah i'm not gonna want to design a chess game where you get to choose which pieces you're i was literally just thinking that too, yeah <laughs> you have 200 chess points list and... building <laughs> All pawns and three queens. Three queens. <laughs> that you might be onto something there. 
Um, but yeah, I, I, I think I'm I'm okay with combo win to a certain extent. And I do think that they FFG did a very smart move in keeping points fluid to keep combo wing alive and healthy. I think they just haven't been updating points at a pace that works yet. Right. Like, I'm fine with combo wing, and I'm fine with, like, yeah, when somebody finds that broken thing and you see it start winning everything, cool. Price it to a point where you can still play it. Like, Luke Gunner still sees play. It's stupid, and a lot of people don't do it because it's crazy expensive, but you can play Luke Gunner and win with it if you really want to. Right. If you really want to push it. Like, and I think that's where the game is the healthiest. And it's kind of what the whole point of the Band League was, was, or part of one of the points of the Band League is showing that there's other healthy, interesting interactions out there that you may have overlooked because there's the meta thing that I'm just told to play week in, week out. Yeah, which is part of why we're now doing the, the, two bands and you're on the the pod band list thing because it has been a little more than we wanted i think of let's just play whatever meta thing is available right now yeah and we got, we need to get more of the the other combos out there <laughs> yeah so yeah i don't know i think x-wing is still in a healthy place i think my issue with it right now is the lack of resources that are being given to it seemingly behind the scenes that's fair um i know ffg was having a bit of problems with certain aspects of they had that firing where i know a lot of their resources got taken out that way um i know legion is their hot seller right now and you know if there's any legion players listening to this they're probably like yeah it is (laughs) screw x-wing but I mean, you look at the different games that FFG has kind of put out, and it kind of goes in waves where, like, they'll really focus on one thing, and then they kind of let it go for a while. So, I mean, don't get me wrong. I think Legion, like I said, is definitely their hot seller right now, especially in the pandemic. People can still be painting their armies. They can be collecting these things, getting them battle ready, and it's probably working out very well for Legion. But I think at the same time, uh, when that well runs dry um they're going to be looking for different avenues and i think x-wing is definitely probably a little bit more on the competitive side than um some of their other games where i think uh that's where they really tend to capitalize on these things is uh the system opens that do see so many people and i think that's what people really kind of look at with um, X-Wing. Now, don't get me wrong, I, I do know that there is a huge table, kitchen table community uh, that is behind X-Wing. I know there's still a lot of people probably playing 1st edition, and but 2nd edition was probably created for the competitive scene, and I, I think once we get that going again, you'll start to see the support and resources start to flow from FFG. I'd hope so. I mean, I the thing I see right now is kind of a snake eating its own tail situation, right? Like, yeah, like they're pouring a lot of resources into Legion because it's selling more. Well, because it's getting more releases and new things that people actually want to buy. Part of the problem with the X-Wing community right now is how many more X-Wing ships do any of us need outside of brand new releases? Zero. Yeah. And that's, yeah, that's kind of right. Like there's not a great way to like make a profit on X-Wing. It seems right now, 
Like not without constant releases, which they're not giving the resources to, yeah. so they're kind of creating their own problem. I agree. Like they they need to come up with a. It seems like maybe a, a different business model for a game like this, where it's not super model heavy, but it's more competitive focused. Yeah, switching over to a more card and cardboard business model makes sense. I mean, I think the card packs were those card and upgrade packs that they put out were big seller hits. Yeah. Yeah, and I imagine the profit margins on those were significantly higher. Yeah. Right, and that's the other thing that I'm kind of like interested in because I know the kits that they sell are probably on the cheaper side. Like, they're only like thirty something bucks, and even like the regional kits were probably like a hundred bucks. So they really probably aren't even making any profit on those things. Which um, it's interesting to think because that's probably where they get a lot of their money for. And like, granted, I know a lot of that goes to the. Uh, local game stores that you go to uh but i think i'm curious what their business model looks like for the big events like the system opens and all that stuff that they can afford to give the top prize um a flight anywhere in the world to their world championship and like hotel accommodations and all that stuff um so i would hope that they're making a significant amount of money off of that so i maybe they should look into the different things about that and see if they, they can really turn a profit that way. Yeah, I mean, I think that's why I'd like to see them move more towards the card and cardboard model, right? Like, make this more like a competitive card game. Like, look right. at the magic model of releasing even, like, new versions of existing shit and then removing the other shit from the competitive format of the game. Right, and the other thing that I, I, I know uh, I've kind of shied away from gaming with like designated IPs like X-Wing. It's hard to do with um, LFL. And I, I know I, I try not to say that LFL is to blame, but I think this is the one thing that is kind of like preventing them from just being like, okay, we're just going to release X amount of new pilots for the X-Wing and rotate some of these old pilots out because then they have to go through that entire thing of being like, well, it's not canon, it's not lore, it's not anything. That's why I kind of like to see them go more towards releasing new versions of existing shit. Like, give me a new Luke and an X-Wing with a different ability. That is, that is quite possible. And then rotate out the old one from hyperspace. Say they're both still eligible in Extended. You can pick which one you want because obviously they're limited because they have the same name. You can't bring both Luke Skywalkers. Right, and that would be real easy because if you have the one Luke, you just got to buy the card pack to be like, okay, you know... Uh, um. It, definitely something that they could look into. Uh, and then they wouldn't have to go through LucasArts or Lucas for anything. Like, right. you could just say, like, we already have access to these things. Here's a new Darth Vader card. Here's a new Han Solo. Here's a new Boba Fett. Like, right. And tweak these abilities, especially like for things like Boba, like Vader, like Luke, that are really good. Like, cool. Put out a slightly cheaper, slightly worse version. Right. Like, yeah, let them I, both I mean... Live. And then you can really like lean into that competitive hyperspace, like make hyperspace your competitive format. Lean into this being a competitive game with a controlled card pool, a la Magic. Even if they did something like I know, like the way that X Wing is run is like through the deathmatch system. Um, I know we've tested out doing different missions and different setups of the game, but like even if there was like a a way that they could set up like a mission system they could like really kind of capitalize on that like where different pilots and like different like things um 
really benefit from like different missions as opposed to just being like the death match. Like you see like a number of a card upgrades and a different number of ships that just don't ever see play. Um, not necessarily because they're bad at you know the game, but they might be bad at the deathmatch format. So, uh, what's what was our secret pilot that? Oh, did anyone win our secret pilot? Our second round one? Yes, it was. I don't know. I don't even remember what the second pilot it was. was. Ember. Did anyone run Ember? No. Okay, sorry, yes. Nobody won our second. Um, <laughs> but like, there, there could be like certain things where that really kind of capitalized like that something like uh i'm sorry i just drawn a blank that one that can change his speed um when he moves that also yes uh that like could like something like that could capitalize in a objective based game as opposed to just i'm going to kill you and uh i i need to move last because that's more important as opposed to me possibly moving first and capturing a cargo crate or something like that so uh, I think that is definitely a missed opportunity on um, FFG's part to really kind of implement something other than deathmatch. Yeah, I think. Have you tried? Um, I was gonna say, how about uh, have you guys played a lot of the epic? I've dabbled in it, but I think what, the point that I'm trying to get mm-hmm. across is like in competitive play. Like I, I think that um, also epic is just larger deathmatch. Well, they, they no, do have... not. Uh... Not the large ships. I mean the uh, the box set with all the missions and stuff, right? Like the objectives and stuff. Right, right, right. Well, that, that's what I'm kind of like saying, like because like I, I would we don't have that in the hundred point or two hundred point format where, um, well, and don't tie that to a hundred and twenty five dollars ship either. If you want to promote that as a real way of playing the game, sure. Um, oh but no, I, I mean the uh, the box set for the missions. You know where the um, what do you call it? Like where. It also has the Aces oh the new asteroid box. All those. It had like the conversion yeah, kit for the So there's the epic oh. conversion kit, and then there's that separate. Right. It was the epic you know, battles. Has the flight wings gotcha. and everything. Epic battles, yeah. Um. Yeah, yeah and that, like I said, that, I think that's pretty cool. But I, I think, and I definitely dabbled around with it a little bit. But I think as far as we see that as being a competitive aspect of the game, it's not there. Like, uh, I know when we play tested things, they kind of told us that this is not for the competitive scene. This is for casual games that people could possibly run tournaments for, but we'll never see a system open like this before um, with this stuff. So I I think... um, if there was some kind of change in format, we could see like a revamp in things. And I, and I think it's just a matter of FFG testing those waters. Uh, maybe they were doing that with the Epic things, but uh, as long as like the main tournaments are always going to be deathmatch, I think we're going to always run into the same problems that we always have. And that could be FFG's downfall with the game. Like, it could be real easily that they just release a new pack of missions like every year or so. Um, and that could change up the game entirely as opposed to now, like granted, I don't have the mindset right now to think about what missions they could possibly do. Like, like I said, something that could be as simple as, you know, set up a crate range X from the center of the thing. And you have to try to capture it and bring it back to your side, like a capture the flag or something like that is simple as running it over or be within a range. One of the, um, crate, 
it could be something as simple as that. Like, and I really think that FFG should at this point, like look into something like that because like I said, it's, it's something that would keep the game going and not have to worry about just deathmatch or so. Any other thoughts on this? I, I I mean I just agree. I think it would be kind of cool, or even just like new deployment things. Like that's one of the 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 cool things I do like about Legion is, are the different deployment formations. Like just something to kind of add a little bit of you know separation between every game and right. and increase this you know turn zero strategy of what you're bringing. Zach, are you going to say something? No, that, that's. About what I was about to say. And like, and part again. I was gonna say. So I was just wondering if you guys had any predictions for the in-flight report, which will be in ten days. I cannot speak on that. (laughs) Um, I'm I'm hoping they talk about X-wing. I'm not confident. We did, yeah. Like there was um, a a Facebook comment somewhere that said that X-wing would be talked about in the inflate report so um, i know but it wasn't listed so it could get like a 30 second treatment yeah they'll be hey like, x-wing there's gonna be stuff at some point kind of like the armada news right for the uh hmm. adepticon stream yeah x-wing but, will be mentioned yeah my <laughs> hot take <laughs> your points are coming maybe next next month. Next July. We never said which July. We just said July. (laughs) July. All right. Um, So they are my hot takes. They are my vents. They are just what I'm talking about. Um, All right. So prize support is ready. The unbanned tokens are uh, ready on the the banned, unbanned. Um, I'm not painting these for you guys. uh, So if you want them, you can paint them when they come in. Paint them whatever colors you want. The banned, unbanned. Um, just a quick little note that you should probably thin down your paints when doing this, because um, are you are you announcing who who Super wins thick. like the participation ones? Or? We are, we're gonna Two wait. thin coats. I'm gonna. I think I'm just gonna wait till the end, and then, uh, we will okay. do one for each week. Um, just because, but yeah, they they will definitely get something, and then um, we'll do like participation and everything like that. Um, so if you want your pod, I will be reaching out to you guys. Or if you want to take the initiative, send me your address on uh, Discord. Uh, you can find me in the Discord. Um, if I don't hear from you within the first couple of days, I'll be uh, shooting you a message on there to see if uh, where I can ship your prizes to. Um, any other things from you guys? I mean, I'm hoping X-Wing is alive and well, but... Same. I... I'm, I'm just really excited to see who makes it into the, the top pod at the end. Like, that's, yeah, it's, it's super getting cool. really, really tight at the top. And... I mean, let's... Tabletop T.O. Let's go over the top people right here. So, series ban. Not Duncan Howard. Not Duncan Howard. <laughs> I don't think that... Not winning this one. Plays online. All right, so we got Timo Hetzel in first place, David Schmelter, Winters86 in second, Andreas T in third, Kyle Fuller in fourth, William McDavid in fifth, 
Paul Braggins in sixth, Rick Schwarber in eighth or seventh, and Aaron Dater in eighth. Uh, and then right behind them, we have almost another s- seven people that are like chomping at the bit. So you guys have to make sure that you uh, get on your horses. And oh man. Chris Daniel has a 7.743 strength of schedule. Yeah, it's disgusting. Some of those, the, the differences there. Right. Um. So, like I said, if you are on that five and two cusp, you have to make sure you are winning your next two to get in this top pod. Um. Because I, the way the pods are set up is that everyone kind of went up by points, um, into the top pods. So you are going to be going up against other like five and twos and everything going forward. Uh, so hopefully it does kind of come out to be, I'm not going to have to do MOV tiebreakers or anything like that, um, that it should just end being the top. I think if there's players. a, actually, never mind. That's Talk if there's here. like, if there's like a top nine, I think we should have a, a play in. How about that? We'll see. Let's yeah. see what it looks like. Yeah, like if there's if, if there's a clear win loss delineation, then sure, then we're good. But. All right, all right. I think that's gonna draw it for this week's episode. Do you guys have any final things, final shout outs? Welcome back, Jonathan. Uh, Hi, Jonathan. <laughs> good to be back. Hello. All right. Any any final things from anyone else? Nope. Cool. Nope. All right, if you're a fan of the show, check us out on Facebook, check us out on Patreon, uh, check us out on Discord. I believe after we're done this league, we're going to keep this Discord open and uh, go from there for anyone that's out. So if you want to jump in the Discord, I'm sure you can find it on our page and join us there um, for any future big events that we run. All right, I want to thank you guys for listening and have a great night.